0: Well, what do you know? We are on episode 55. I
1: I believe the old internet um,
0: meme says that it's pronounced 55. That's weird. 55 (laughs) episodes, dude? When do we start this again? Almost two years. Has it been that long? No. It's
1: closer to a year and like six months because we had the idea of this like more than two years ago and then we finally got to doing it and 55 episodes later and we still don't know what we're doing but that's the beauty of art
0: yeah that's crazy uh well alex is not here
1: he's in japan being the shy wee boy that he is But trying to be a functioning member of society. If you check out his Instagram, you can see him working hard on our, uh,
0: yeah, our Instagram. He's posting stuff. Oh yeah, he's posting on our Instagram. Oh good, good, good. Why
1: he Why he on vacation? But he working so hard. We living in San Diego, and he got me sweating over here.
0: Well, because he's we're gonna write it off as a business trip. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tonight you have uh, me, Nack, and my brother,
1: Khan. Junior, yeah, uh, many other names, but usually you don't hear Knack speak. So. Damn it, that's weird. I just, yeah, really I should have
0: had you introduce me. That was weird. Yeah, that's the beauty of it. I don't like it. it. Right. <laughs> introduce myself? That's weird. Yeah, I only talk for a living now. Uh, tonight, we are celebrating the San Diego Asian Film Festival um, for the springtime.
1: Do you think that they pronounce it Sadaf? S- yeah, mm-hmm. we or or do they like say the whole name every single time? Like you know how like in Boondocks it's a pimp named Slickback. You know you don't call him Mister Slickback. It's a pimp named Slickback.
0: Every single time they always <laughs> pronounce the whole thing. But I like to say I'm going to Sadaf. <laughs> Sadaf is going on for a whole week. You should definitely check out something in Sadaf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sadaf. Is a very, very actually like there's so much going on there, and it's hard to believe that I went to a mystery kung fu theater without you. Like way when back. I, I'm pretty you sure you didn't do that. I'm pretty sure I did. No way, I don't believe you. That's the thing. I don't believe myself. You did because didn't do I could that. be gaslighting <laughs> myself, but I feel like I have because there was one movie that I can't remember at all right now.
0: I took you to all those things. There's you, no way know, you watched you, it without I me.
1: I have spent a lot of time hanging out with Zach and that group of friends. That's why I'm like, I feel like I've gone there, but it might have just been the theater, because that theater has changed. Like I feel like it's been around for a long time, and at the same time, it's like it still feels new. It's I like, like a little hole in the wall.
0: I like the new couches we get to sit in. Those are pretty comfy. Those. Those were really
1: comfy. I thought it was a recliner at first because it like leans back so far, but then like the like legs don't come out.
0: We probably shouldn't have sat so close to the screen. I I don't know.
1: I felt like (coughs) I was in the sticky. I I always (laughs) sometimes
0: I choose the best seats and then sometimes I don't. I was just rushing that time.
1: To be fair, we got really close to that announcer, and I feel like somebody. If we had sat further back, maybe he would have noticed somebody else. But we were so close, and you're like that's I, right i know this one i was
0: the quickest hand when they asked that question <laughs> they asked where was bruce lee born and this was all for to win posters and there was only three of them and i just whoosh, raised my hand the like san francisco yeah
1: the thing is is that after you said that i'm like why did i think it was sacramento that doesn't make sense sounds somewhere in california northern because it's northern california northern yeah. california is all the same the is. The most northern I go is L.A.
0: And by that point, I'm still like, damn all these mosquitoes. So (laughs) it's been so long since uh, Cinemax released anything. Really? Yeah, I don't remember them releasing anything for a long time. And we got to see uh, the first two episodes of Warrior, which the second episode will be releasing this evening uh by the time you hear this but we got to see it early
1: unless you're one of our early listeners who likes to listen to them the first thing in the morning then thank you very much
0: (laughs) you know what i really i really liked uh his intro that he gave before the movie i think that's one of my favorite things about going to film festivals is you get this introduction and sometimes you get introductions uh, by the producer or director of the film. Right. Uh, but today we got introduced to the Warrior T V series um by uh, one of the hosts for the San Diego Asian Film Festival.
1: I think that given more opportunities, it's not even it's not that expensive. It wasn't even expensive.
0: This was but a free screening.
1: Yeah. I'm my brain is like
0: free <laughs> uh, but most but, of the time their regular yeah. movie ticket prices for students it's only like eight dollars and yeah. then for the general public it's twelve dollars
1: and these are uh these are just really great experiences whenever given the opportunity it's kind of like when i get the opportunity to just go down to downtown san diego and walk around during comic-con i really don't know what kind of event i'll stop by and generally speaking there, you just get to be surrounded by people that are there for the same thing that you're there for, generally. You're, like, just excited to be at this kind of event and have this kind of experience. Uh, with the San Diego Film Fest, uh, in particular, this is Sadaf as an Asian film fest. <laughs> like, we got to see, like, this, this, just, this super amazing show that's based off of this... As the legend goes, he said uh, a story of Bruce Lee that he kept pitching this idea to the networks and they didn't want to take it up. And now, lo and behold, what is it like 40 years later, 30 years later? It's on Cinemax!
0: This was set during the Tong Wars in the late 1800s. And the main character, Ah Sam, get it awesome just kidding i don't know yeah that was about bad... okay a, okay dad <laughs> a martial arts prodigy originating from china to san francisco ends up becoming a hatchet man for the most powerful tong in chinatown and this is already getting really good reviews uh online just, just
1: i mean i think one of the things i would like to bring up is that that plot is nowadays that's nothing insane but it's still like a story that for whatever reason hasn't been told in the way that we got to experience in this what hour and a half <laughs> uh hour and 40 minutes for these two episodes yeah and i really wonder like i don't dislike the casting choice for the lead this on Asam um but i am i really i want to imagine like, w- like, was that the role Bruce Lee wouldn't be in for this show?
0: Probably. Like, I mean, he looks like a Bruce Lee That's
1: That's kind of like... Clone. Right? That's what I'm thinking is... he. That uh, makes sense. I think that, originally,
0: this Bruce Lee was writing this so he could star in it. Right. Uh, right. But when he pitched it, they were like, oh, n- nobody's going to want to watch uh, uh, this Chinese immigrant uh, coming to America. And then... They uh, they take the idea and make a uh, kung fu with Dave David Carradine, which is a fantastic show. <laughs> <laughs> but but that That's was uh, uh, they have some good good stuff in there. But yeah,
1: that was not you know at all what Bruce Lee had probably written. No, I said probably because it was so long ago. It was so before I was born.
0: But they really modernized whatever Bruce Lee uh, wrote a little bit of. Mm -hmm. Uh, This series is based on Bruce Lee's writings. How much? We don't know. Uh, But to tell you the truth, this is as modern as you get. This is like watching a... uh, It's like watching a lot of these big budget TV shows like Westworld and Walking Dead. It's funny that you brought up both of those, because the,
1: the, the storytelling, uh, I haven't watched The Walking Dead in (laughs) forever, but the storytelling, there was so much tension, because you understand the settings pretty clearly, this is just around the time after the Civil War and after the Gold Rush, and... You feel all of the tense tension of racism being so rampant, and they didn't necessarily pull any punches with setting up all of these like political. They just like, threw you right in there, and then you, right?
0: and they let us piece it together as we watched.
1: One that they, I think, did a pretty good job of reiterating for. Kind of setting the tone of the what all of the drama that goes on right now is they mentioned it I think halfway through the first episode the Irish and the Scots were, yeah were legitimately immigrants despite the fact that they're such a big part of kind of like the white populace they are questionably just as immigrant as Italian people, are in, uh, in like, Eastern... We're all like, immigrants. That's the thing that I'm trying to say, though, is that, like, they get it in this, like, mindset of, like, we're all immigrants, and then they also showed us, like, prejudices and racism is still, like, relatively normal speak there. I think my favorite thing was just all of the music, all of the sound design, like... There wasn't, like, an excessive cheesiness to punches.
0: No, they had some... So there were, like... They, they <laughs> had some silly one-liners, though. But... That I, I was like, oh, roll my eyes. <laughs> that, uh, that's, that's the
1: thing that I was getting when I brought up cheesiness. was, like, those one-liners. <laughs> All uh-huh. I could do, think about was just, like,
0: yeah!
1: Like, CSI scream. <laughs> like, oh, my God. They were so brilliant. They were... Hilarious one-liner pun dad jokes and I just kept sitting there like I'm in a movie theater seeing this and this is going to be a regular TV sh- or it's going to be a TV series this is oh it was just amazing and one thing that I uh was actually surprised by was for a te- for not necessarily a regular television show because it's Cinemax but for a television series it the sex wasn't just sex i at least as far as i was at least as far as i was like watching the sex was definitely there for sexiness that doesn't hurt it but it the way that they were using it as in the storytelling shows you the political spider web that they drew for all these characters everybody's connected through brothels like everybody is connected through the sticky (laughs) i also appreciated i think this was a really cool effect whenever they did over-the-shoulder camera swaps camera transitions to bring you into a different language to bring you into i assume what they were speaking was mandarin or Canton. actually cantonese probably. Uh, probably mandarin because it was older oh. like it's kind of hard to speculate there but the point being that like they it both did like the transition worked really really well in bringing you into a scene that gives you the idea that they're not speaking english but for the sake of storytelling they made, they were speaking english right um and i think that That's a really cool and specific thing that I really appreciated because there is this uh, in fantasy games and just tons of games in general and stuff. Like people think and no offense to any voice actors either. I love you, Alex. (laughs) But like accents are used mainly when speaking in English. Because they give you the sense of your character, right? They give you this, like, idea that this character has gone through a completely different upbringing or is raised from a completely different place than other people in, in the scene. And in this sense, they straight up were ca- people from across the ocean speaking their own language in America. And unfortunately, since I don't understand anything else other than English, this helps me... Get the like, get the idea that no, they're having a completely different conversation that other people, who are just passerby, might not actually understand a single lick of what you just said.
0: Crazy part is when they're speaking uh, Chinese and then we first see it and then they just smoothly transition into English and I was like, oh, this is that's cool.
1: You, like they didn't, it felt like it was such a natural transition. Like they literally ended a phrasing in Chinese and then there's shoulder swaps and then they shoot the one liner in English and you are like,
0: <laughs> funny thing is this film was directed, uh, by the, by Justin Lin and he has directed, uh, a lot of the Fast and Furious films. You no know, wonder
1: his name sounded familiar when when the uh, when when the host was explaining that I was like I swear I've heard the name Justin
0: Lin. Before. He pretty much what yeah, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, Fast and Furious, Fast Five, Fast and Furious Six, and Star Trek Beyond, and then he is signed up to direct Fast and Furious Nine and Ten. Pause for a second. We have ten Fast and Furious films. <laughs> like Yeah, that's
1: crazy. That's a crazy number. Like people it's funny because people, myself included, can't look past some of the service which is just fast and furious cars. It, they are mm. really fun though. But like once you get past it, it's actually cool storytelling. They have actually like a really comic story going yeah. on
0: there. I like Tokyo Drift. <sighs> They they would have made it so much better if they like inserted some type of Japanese racing movie in there. Like uh initial D.
1: But it was very like it was still a very fast and furious like American cars.
0: So when you watch Warrior (laughs) just expect very clean camera work. Oh. Very clean. Super clean.
1: I was surprised because it we, we did see the first and second episode back to back. But it was just phenomenal in that first episode leading into the second episode. I was like, this here.
0: I didn't want to stop watching it. I wanted to watch anywhere? more. And we uh,
1: recommended Into the Badlands i think all three of us are at a different point in <laughs> in the
0: show's history which into the badlands is now on its uh last part of its last season right but don't give up on that show please continue to support it while you're at it though like this is so fucking cool yep now it's time to start oh. watching this it's really nice to see asians in regular tv
1: this is about as re- i mean this is about as regular as it gets yeah! Wow, like, this was really. Like, like,
0: thought. When I was growing up, I never. We thought wouldn't I'd have see thought it. Kim's
1: convenience would have been a real thing. Yeah, or, I'm just um,
0: fresh off the boat. Jeez. Yeah, I'm just just happy watching uh, whatever I can get. I'm just happy I got a TV. I, <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, but anyways, the action in this film fantastic. I like their choreography more than Into the Badlands to be honest.
1: You actually... I haven't seen the newest season, but season two's choreography referring to the Badlands was kind of blowing me away.
0: Yes, it is good. It is good. I just... I still think it's a different style. It is a different style. I like less wire work. Right. For my my, uh, kung fu films. Because this is
1: definitely... Like, all the camera work was showcasing more of that very intimate Bruce Lee like quick strikes that... I was actually really impressed by, yeah. I got I got a small brain, no glasses. I can't see, but that like he had to, for those shots, he had to have done. He had to have been at least pretty fast. Those were you know? like <laughs> just it was yeah, it was clean. Ah, uh, there is just so much going on. And sp- is it considered a spoiler because the second episode hasn't released?
0: Yeah, I guess. Okay. You want to talk about it? Spoiler alert? Just spoiler alert.
1: Spoiler alert. The, like, burning the molasses. I was, like, get, like, I even, even his knife work. I thought that that was super, super fucking anime. Like, that was so clean. That was such cool work to, like, have him just go to town. I just kept sitting there, like... <laughs> The, the live action anime right now <laughs> this is freaking cool and then just uh it was just a, a super badass moment he lit all three cigarettes and passed it <laughs> bets passed it to his homies uh and then he had his one-liner and then the guys were like what the fuck I'm like
0: yeah this shit is funny <laughs> people are gonna like this show
1: i really hope people enjoy this because not all of the humor is gonna come right out the gate that's that's kind of just like how it happens but that was definitely one of those moments where I I sat there listening and I kept saying the one-liner, and I looked at Ezekiel and I was just giggling and he was <laughs> this is funny, It was great, but it, ugh, it, just I want so much more. I can't wait for more episodes. If
0: you like Bruce Lee, if you like westerns, if you like uh kung fu.
1: If you like drama this was a lot of pol- politics going on really early on for the first two episodes it's
0: a good setup it has yeah. a, it has a cool story and then these characters are crazy these characters are crazy all of them are crazy
1: all of them are even our lead assam is honestly it's just like that just enough on a blank canvas that you're just wondering where they're gonna keep going with it
0: yeah he is pretty awesome
1: and it's funny that you said westerns because that's all i could think about that's all i could think about during the first like 20 minutes of the first episode was just the setting the music the extra tone that they were using throughout all of the all of the music was a very modern hip-hop but also just enough billy ray cyrus twang in there and i'm like yo yo that shit fire let me listen to it real quick Mm.
0: well it definitely Mm. (laughs) it definitely made me want to do some more research into the tong wars i'm I'm pretty sure i learned a little bit about it but yeah this shit's crazy
1: it's funny because it can provide a a realistic fiction look into history that's not really normal for people i like everybody we we consider ourselves american and part of being american also ties to understanding where your heritage comes from honestly and with that said like there are certain things that are not necessarily even considered to be part of history and yet there're probably plenty of white people who died during the tong wars even though it's a very chinese triad like drug-centric event, you know?
0: Man. Yeah. But, yeah, definitely. Everybody should check this... this uh, TV show out on Cinemax. Uh,
1: and since this episode will be releasing tomorrow, my quick recommendation... Just... There's so many good games out right now. They're, like... Top five. Top five. Okay. Before I get into that, <laughs> is uh, just a quick reminder is that it is completely all right for something that you wanted to be for you to end up not being for you. You don't need to go out of your way and hate on it. Okay. That said, uh, Borderlands had a remaster, um, Game of the Year Enhanced Edition release. They also give some UI lifts and whatnot to the border other. The other two Borderlands games, which are Borderlands 2 and Borderlands Pre-Sequel. Um, there's a lot of controversy, if you can consider it that, going around Epic Game Store, having the exclusivity for it. To the point where it doesn't make sense that you that people were review bombing it on Steam. The deal's already been set, and if you're not going to get the game, then you don't need to get the game within those six months. <laughs> Uh, and it's it's definitely frustrating. You you, you can continue to uh, speak up about it on Reddit, but uh, Steam rolled out a measure countermeasure that honestly I don't know why it took them this long that completely disregards small time frame. We're talking like a couple of days to a week. Um, excessively negative reviews. Oh yeah, because, I saw that. Yeah, because you're just you're not actually giving any good feedback for why something was bugging you. 90% of those are like trolls, copy pasted troll messages of like, I'm going to be waiting for it to come out on steam in six months. <laughs> like that doesn't help anybody. And I, it is frustrating. However, as we have also seen in regular kind of a more quote normy way, people are paying for a Hulu subscription. And a Netflix subscription, and like three other subscriptions at the same time to like Crunchyroll, and who else knows? And they're having a good time. So, the thing that I'm trying to say with this example is that it's unfortunate that you can't get all of your stuff in one place, but review bombing Crunchyroll isn't going to give them, isn't going to let Funimation and Netflix take all of their shows. They're like, what's you know going what I mean? on? Like, that's not how it works. With that said, I really, really love Dissidia NT on PC and on PS4. It's unfortunate that this game is getting review-bombed. Is because it? it it's getting lots of bad feedback, and it is bad because it's a lot of it is, like, truth. Um, similarly, Anthem, even though I recommended it in the past, I will currently say that the game is not going where I want it to go, and it's really unfortunate that I like this game a lot because it just sucks to like like something and play it and continue liking it and know that it's not getting the the, like help that it needs to live right
0: that is sad because it looks amazing yeah and people say the gameplay is really fun the mechanics right
1: but you know what's not fun is playing a game where you're supposed to get loot and refine your build and not be able to do that it's it's like, can you imagine playing Magic the Gathering with literally only the same 60 cards forever and not being able to fine-tune your deck? What are you playing for, right? That's kind of how Anthem feels right now, where it's like, what am I playing for? If I can't refine my, refine my javelin, am I playing to, like, play new content? Well, we're three months into the game, and literally every single on- other online game in existence will have given you new content by now.
0: Yeah, and we, in this game, most people already beat. Yeah, I
1: beat it first first day. Yeah, that's 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 how much campaign. Like the campaign is short. not long, right? So what do you do after that? Well, you gear up. What are you gearing up for? We're three months into the game. There's nothing to gear up for. There's no <laughs> new, no new difficulty, no new challenges, as in like like new dungeons and stuff to use your new gear on. As well as the game is bare bones missing so much. And there was a recent article on Kotaku and, and uh, one other site. I can't remember right now where the supposedly some Bioware developers just straight up started flaming Bioware's like way that they handled all the production. There's, there's, it's inexcusable. This game was announced almost three years ago. Only in development for 14 months. How do you expect to be considered a AAA company? And the product that you were planning on shipping never got off the ground. And then you gave us this. Especially after Mass Effect Andromeda. Like that's two games in a row. Bioware is in the gutter right now. And it's unfortunate because that means people's jobs, their passions. They legitimately got fucked over. I'm going to use hard language there because of people who are in management, not the people who are on the ground doing the groundwork. Um, I've had nothing but bad written. These are all unrecommendations. things I needed to get off my chest. (laughs) (laughs) But, But what were your recommendations? Uh, fighting games are coming out. There's lots of fighting games. I'm really, really excited about fighting games, fighting games. Uh, Number one recommendation right now is Mortal Kombat 11. It's going to come out uh, 28th or 23rd of this month. And we live in a very strange time when you can say that now the Realm Studios, the people who make Mortal Kombat, are on the forefront of storytelling in a fighting game. Like Mortal Kombat 9, Injustice 1, Injustice, uh, Mortal Kombat X, Injustice 2, and now Mortal Kombat 11. These are five games about each one lasting about two years, give or take, and these are all really, really well-done cinematic experiences. It is absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, they really flip the script. Right? Before, uh, people would <laughs> laugh as like, oh, you don't pay attention to the fighting game story. Right. But now you're like, <laughs> the fighting game stories are better than other stories out there.
1: Better than a lot of other things. Um, some silliness when it uh, comes to... Uh, storytelling though comes from how do you want to tell your story. With that in mind, and another pretty easy recommendation for me is Elder Scrolls Online. Elsewhere, we are finally going to Kajit Continent, Island Town thing, uh, and Elder Scrolls for the next expansion. We're gonna get dragons for Elder Scrolls Online. That's cool. And again, this, like I said, when it comes to storytelling, how do you want to tell your story? Uh, I've mentioned before on uh, one of our other episodes how the Skyrim script extender um, was improperly used and credited and the people who wanted to make multiplayer Skyrim which is like a 10 year old game or something now um, into a dream and again don't get me wrong you are totally allowed to pursue that dream and that would be a really cool thing but at the end of the day uh, and I, the part of the reason I brought up Dissidia NT earlier is that, again, it is completely okay for something that you want to not be something that you got. And you just need to kind of make it, make your own like acceptance for, it, for that and with it. Because Elder Scrolls Online had a very rough year one and a pretty rough beginning of year two. I think it's like a five-year-old MMO or four-year-old MMO now.
0: It looks like it's on fire now, though.
1: Yeah, it's blowing up. People are finally getting getting their shit together and being like, oh, you know, okay, like maybe the game is okay. Because all the stuff that they talked about before are just like with Final Fantasy XIV's first release. These are absolute dog shit games that you should be upset. Kind of like where Anthem is right now, where you're like, I see all the potential, I've played it, and it's in a bad spot. Except that Anthem's in a better spot than either of those games were originally, by the way. Mm. <laughs> like, again, I hope Anthem just pulls itself together. And But just like Elder Scrolls, just like Final Fantasy Fourteen, I wanted to do better. Because I like the game, I like the franchise, and we're getting there. And Elder Scrolls is giving us Necromancers as a, another class in the... New expansion, so it'll be pretty cool. I had a lot of programming difficulties, I was told. Um, Just a couple articles I read, and who knows what you can believe off of Reddit. But it makes sense, because in Necromancer, right, you want to be, like, how do I summon the undead? Or how do I F with people's lives? (laughs) And how do I put that into a game that already exists? Like, how do I function, make these functions and put them into the way the rest of the ecosystem works, right? Dragons, those are gonna be cool too. Dragons. Also, this is like, this is really exciting for a lot of people because elsewhere is known throughout Elder Scrolls to be where the like homeland of the Khajiit are, right? These cat people. But there hasn't been an opportunity to go there. In fact, I think Elder Scrolls' uh, last DLC chapter, big big update, was called Somerset. I think that was the first time in, a, like, seemingly forever that you were allowed to go to uh, the Altmer, which are the High Elves. You are allowed to go to their, like, original, like, birthplace, and their capital, right, for their entire race. Uh, and it's just amazing. And also, come July 2nd, like I was saying, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, <clears throat> gunplay. <laughs> Dancers. Bunny people. And uh, yeah, that was a really long recommendation. It was in top five, but uh, I, got, I I got a lot of the bad shit off my chest.
0: <laughs> I have <coughs> one recommendation. And it is Big. Loading. AMC Visionaries. Uh, They are doing a bunch of docu-series they already did um the secret history of comic books with robert kirkman who is the writer for uh walking dead and invincible and then they did eli roth's history of horror uh which is six episodes and just breaking down from the beginning of horror films uh, and to the modern day, and I believe it's already getting a second season.
1: How long were those episodes? I feel like they were uh, all tied they're 40, together.
0: Forty minutes, but they they are all tied together because what they do is it's just a table talk like this, uh, added with footage from a bunch of different famous people that he sat down and interviewed, and then spliced together. Like
1: uh, there was
0: one with Rob Zombie. There was also like Elijah Wood at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then... Which are I'm, just people who love horror in general. Yeah,
1: and then very specifically, I walked in on you watching an episode where he was actually just talking to Jordan Peele. And I don't know if it was after... Uh, it was after I, Get Out. Yeah, it was just after Get Out. Okay, I was like, because Us was just recently
0: released. Yeah. So.
1: But that was like, yo, <laughs> this was big brain talk and I loved listening in on it.
0: Right now, um, the current one is James Cameron's Story of Science Fiction, which (laughs) I already loved the horror one, and this one is just fantastic to watch. The
1: only thing I can remember walking in and actually sticking in my mind in particular, spoiler alert for those who want to watch it,
0: there's nothing to spoil, it's all uh, history. That's, that's a joke.
1: <laughs> is um he was talking about how I think he was talking to George Lucas.
0: He was. He it had is? a he, like there's like Imagine James Cameron and George Lucas having a conversation and we get to sit down and hear it. That's crazy. Like These it was two definitely are a brilliant. Dri- right? It was definitely like a directed table talk, but it was still just like the snippet of yo listen to this. Listen to them talk. <laughs> he even he even sits down with Steven Spielberg, oh. and they go through uh, they go through Encounters of the First Kind, and E. T. Right, and just everything. And then they talk about Terminator and Avatar, Star Wars, and again these are all
1: sci-fi.
0: Doctor Who, and they talk about <laughs> time travel. Every single th- <laughs> yeah, it's, these yeah. are all sci
1: these are all science fiction. But the thing is, is that as we continuously progress as humans and evolve right now with how rapid technology is going, we are also living like other people's science fiction. Yeah. yeah. Like the first black hole picture. We, we got it. We got it. We got it. (laughs) But like, it's really insane to think about it because, um, no offense to them, but, but they're old fogies. Like they're old. (laughs) And it's insane to think that we are living right now where, like you said, we got the first picture of a black hole. Prior to this, and prior to when whoever it was speculation, right? It was speculation that it was so powerful that it sucks all light, and it did. We the it's crazy because the black hole's picture is formulated from light years the distance not the time (laughs) away and from billions of pictures around the black hole like just so you can get the concept of like they couldn't actually get a light from that thing that is galaxies away from us but we can witness it oh
0: the biggest shadow and that is our episode for today. We hope you all are enjoying uh, your week and month and year. Uh, if you catch this episode, there are a lot of films out till next, um, till, till Thursday at the San Diego Asian Film Festival, which you can check out at SDA. F-f. S-d-f. <laughs> uh, uh search that up dot uh, org S-D-A-F-F dot org uh,
1: remember to like, follow, subscribe whatever the other word is and also check out our Facebook, our Instagram our other content check me out at twitch.tv forward slash cookie ninja Carve. I'm playing a lot of the division 2 right now uh, I didn't put it on the recommendation list because like yo I already did. <laughs> but that was, that was a good table talk. That was just fun.
0: Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HSTSC33. And on Facebook, Hidden Shadows of the Secret Chamber. Yeah, that too. This is a Hidden Shadow production.